going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yo, 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 what it do, my peoples? We are back again with another episode of the VAR Bar Podcast. Hey, what? First episode since we did our first release of Live in the Flesh. Yes, I yes, believe. yes. Oh, my God. Come on. Hey, just want to say we've loved the feedback we've got from you guys. I hope you're enjoying Live in the Flesh. Um, team of the year so far. Um, two Touch as well on the YouTube. Um, keep, yeah, keep pressing that play button, guys. Let us know what you think. Um, just just a quick shout out to, to 360 as well for picking up our little clip on um what, what was the topic again um was if it all the god has a higher ceiling than fabricus yeah I mean, in terms of his I legacy pass it over to toast, toast. <laughs> hey, i think they fried you on the socials g you know what bro i'd probably say it's about 50 50 in it like so to be honest I yeah mean, yeah hey people people the, back these you. things in, on socials in it it's all about like Context and opinions, in it, you get me. Uh, well, obviously, he replied to the 360 comment and um, justifying <laughs> his reasons behind it. Um, but yeah, shout out 360, man. And like you said, guys, we've got more coming out for you, so keep eyes on the socials. Ah, uh, man, it's been a very busy week. Um, we're just gonna kick it off straight away, man. Prez, obviously, yes, yes. you, man, you, man, man, United are in still all competitions you know could be doing the quadruple um <laughs> so you've had like a fixture congestion which actually made you guys play leads back to back which was a bit weird yeah um after those two games you've come out with four points first game being at old trafford a 2-2 draw and then uh return fixture obviously at ellen road where you won the game two nil i mean how do you feel after picking up four points out of those two games? Happy or? Uh, I mean, I would have obviously preferred to get all six, as you could imagine. Uh, Leeds are, let's face it, not a, a great team. They're not a great side at the moment. Uh, their manager recently uh, was sacked because of the uh, the poor run of form. The, poor, the, the performances haven't been bad, but the results have been bad. Um, and, you know, uh, sometimes there is that danger of when a manager's recently been sacked, there's that, you know, that almost that uh, rejuvenation within the team. And I think uh, the game at Old Trafford showed a rejuvenated uh, lead side and uh, a lead side that maybe had a point point to prove as individuals to show, although we're not performing well and although we're kind of shit, uh, individually we, we, we still have something to offer. So, yeah, I felt, you know, the first let's say five minutes of the game, we were completely completely asleep. Uh, I think we didn't expect Leeds to press us as much as they did in the opening minutes. And uh, that's, uh, you know, where their, their first goal came from. Uh, Nonto, aka Money Mitch, <laughs> getting, getting, oh, getting, the, <laughs> yeah, man, fallen, fallen soldier. But yeah, he got the first goal, um, a great goal at that um, little one-two play with Bamford and a great finish. And I think, yeah, like I say, that initial uh, high press from Leeds, um, we weren't able to get out. Uh, I think Dallow probably, just thinking back, probably could have switched the play over to the left-hand side um, rather than uh, looking to the, uh, down the line to Bruno, who was instantly uh, dispossessed. Uh, but I think, you know, the, the Leeds then got a second goal in the se uh, second half. Uh, and from there, it was looking very, very dicey in terms of a route back into the game. Cause I feel, uh, in midfield, they, they were just better than us, really. Um, were first to every ball, uh, setting traps for Sabitzar. Um, you know, he had a bit of a baptism of fire into his first start in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, we, we managed to find a little bit of character and a little bit of spirit. Uh, to get the two goals back into the game um, through uh, a Rashford header 
um, and uh, a Sancho goal, which was a nice little return for him. So 2-2, not the worst result in the world. Um, however, uh, I think if we had started that game quicker and maybe had taken our chances as well in the first half by way of Garnacho, it probably would have been a somewhat comfortable game. But uh, it's better than a loss is all I kept telling myself Um yeah, to, to go to to uh, to get a draw and get a point out of that game uh, in context is, is not the worst result in the world. I mean, yeah, I think in the second game, you guys maybe just showed your quality um, via like a resilient lead squad and it just came mm-hmm. out towards the end to snatch two goals. I mean, great result for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You know, you got a certain man in the chat saying title challenge back on. <laughs> Realistically, now, what, what what is it for United in terms of the Premier League? What what are you hoping for? I think at this, like my manager says, taking it game by game, and um, we can't look too far ahead. And I feel, as a fan, I'm kind of adopting that mindset. For me, um, it's about. I think the aim is now to kind of put top four beyond doubt. Um, and then we can look to see, okay, what, where can we actually finish at the end of the season? Because, um, you know, as the, the usual top four, top six contenders begin to, to drop off more and more, you know, your Liverpools, your Chelsea's, um, you know, Spurs with a dismal result on the weekend, you know, we're, we're given the opportunity to really state our claim in, in that top four. So, um, yeah, for me, uh, as a fan, I think we should just focus on securing top four beyond doubt and then look to see what we could do after that. But, um, yeah. Yeah, man. One person that has been crucial and been helping you guys with that top four is, wait, Kenna, oh, you're back in the building. God guys, guys. damn. Hey, God let's damn. Hey. Let's God walk off damn. back, <laughs> killer, <laughs> killer, killer. We almost forgot to give him his intro. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, Boy, man. Man, just scooping in like Ashley Cole in that Roma pick, just lurking in the background. <laughs> 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 Welcome back, brother. But Keller, let's get let's get straight into it, man. Did they not want to call him Trashford? Because I swear, certain man were. Had hella words for Rashford's and their own fans, bro. Their own fans. What can we say about this um, turnaround for Rashford, man? Like, wh- where has this come from? The manager or just self belief? Because he's, he's, um, that's all a fact. He's the top scorer since coming back from the World Cup in all competitions. And yeah, man, he just, he just knows net right now. Mono, you don't want to hear it in it, but let the young boy shine, bro. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> he, he's now given the platform to just play how he knows how to play. Prez, what was that season where he scored like 20 plus? Was that like 1920? Yeah, the, co- the co- uh, behind closed doors right? season, yeah. Yeah, he looks like that sort of form of where he's carefree, there's no pressure. Um, yeah, bro, he just looks unreal at the minute so if, if honestly in the words of jose Mourinho, you guys are like the small horses at the minute a couple of drop points from arsenal again a couple of drop points from city bro you're in a you're in a title race in reality especially after midweek for example if it's a draw you can dream man honestly <laughs> there's not going to be a better chance of where in previous seasons city and liverpool are getting 97 98 99 points to win a league this looks like a, a mid eighties to to win a league of where it's not out of touch for you guys. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong, Ken's in in the sense that I don't think it's going to be a, a mad points total to win the league this season. Um, however, sort of reverting back to my original point about you know the top four and securing that beyond doubt is is the priority uh, because there are still teams that. Um, could potentially do something. I mean, I know Tottenham slipped up this weekend again, but they're still in and around somehow. Um, but yeah, I, I think the focus for United should should just be to secure that. And yeah, I mean, accumulate the points and see where you are, man. Um, I, I think that's the that's the approach that I'm taking. Slipped. <laughs> that's that's generous, but hey, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get onto that Spurs later on. Um, Things are going very well for United, Prez. And yeah. um, like I said at the start of this, you're, you're in all competitions. Do you feel there could be some sort of afterburn? Because when, when when is your Champions League games coming up? Sorry, uh, so, um, League, sorry. 
Yeah, they're coming up next week. Um, so we play um, Barcelona over two legs, uh, <laughs> which will not be uh, a funny two, uh, a funny couple of games. But it's, um, you know, my, I think my manager uh, Ten Hag is is putting on a, a little bit of a brave face in the sense that, you know, he, you know, he's of the opinion that we're united and this is the expectation for a big club like us. We should be competing for everything. We should be in all the competitions. However, I have to, I can't help but think we, we don't have the, the quality within our squad to sustain this number of games over this period of time. Um, obviously I, I don't want to make excuses, but at the same time, I just have to think these, these game, I don't think there has, there's been a week where we've played We've only had one game in a, in, in a, in a seven day week. So, um, you know, we take each week as it comes. Um, obviously the, the fixtures are going to be piling up over the, the next few weeks. Um, at the end of this month, we've obviously got the Carabao Cup final to think about as well. But these two, I, I, you know what? Yeah. I had a strange thought not too long ago and I was thinking. I would love to be in a position similar to um, how Arsenal were last season, where you know in Ten Ten Hag's first season he kind of had the the free hit away from from competitions from cup competitions. So obviously mm-hmm. the domestic cup competitions calm, but you know the the Europe like we're not even into the next round at this stage. We but we yet we still have two games against Barcelona to think about. You know, and if if we were in that. Arsenal position from last season we wouldn't have these two games in between um that we 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 might not even you know get anything out of so yeah just have to roll with the punches I guess but yeah I think it would have been nice to see what Ten Hag could do with just kind of like a a a clean run at the league um and yeah I don't know what what different outcome could, could have come from it but yeah it was just a strange thought I had it it would have it would have definitely, you know, put you guys in a good position because obviously, I don't know what happened with Arsenal. We just flopped, basically, um, without yeah. having Europe. But, yeah, we also got the return of Champions League, guys, um, this week. And as Prez mentioned, uh, they're good. You know, that's going to be a, that's gonna be probably the biggest game of the week in Europe. Um, Barcelona United. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a big because I, I, you're definitely licking your lips if you're playing the bar off last season, but this season different damn, kettle of fish, man. You two yeah. are both in good form, so yeah, man, that 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 should be a very very good tie. So um, keep tabs on that one, listeners, as we'll be doing the review of the return of Europe and um, seeing how United fare in their first game against Barca. I know a lot of people will be setting their eyes on that game. My boy Weisenberg, man. We start with part one of the VAR controversies of the weekend. <laughs> the early kickoff on the Saturday to West Ham, um, who are just, you know, taking as present each game as it comes. They're woeful, I guess you would say. Um, and a perfect chance for Graham Potter to pick up um, his first three points since that mega summer move. Sorry, uh, Mega Summer signings. <sighs> Didn't go to plan, did it, Weisenberg? Um, no, I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> if, if the plan was winning, then definitely not. Um, <laughs> but then again, the pl- if the plan's been winning, then Chelsea haven't done a lot of that in the last couple of months. Um, yeah, I thought like I said it last week. I'm. I'm really done with this season in terms of results. So I'm looking for improved performances as a whole. And we did improve, not by much, but we did look the better side. I thought for the first 20, 30 minutes, which is not something I could say against Fulham. Um, Yeah, like it was just, it was a tough game. I think you can, like we played... Of our six signings for the first team, five of them started the game. And you could see throughout, just like against Fulham, there was a big lack of synergy throughout the whole squad. Like it, it seemed very much that like the centre backs have obviously got a great partnership now. Well not a great partnership, but it's got a really promising partnership. But then like the line of Reese, 
Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Enzo and Kukurea were just acting complete, completely separately to the front four. And yeah, it was it was just a struggle the whole the whole game through. I thought Jao Felix was very bright in the first half. Like he built on his game from Fulham, minus of course the red card. Um, but that like, he he was bright. He was looking for the ball throughout. I think Enzo's taken to English football like a duck to water so far. But it's two games in. Can't really judge too much. But them combining for the first goal was very nice. I thought. That Enzo ball, I haven't seen the Chelsea centre mid play that ball since Cesc Fabregas. It was, a, it, was a, a, it was a sweet ball, man. Do you, do you know what, yeah? In comparison to the first game, right? The, obviously Enzo's first game against Fulham, where he was playing a lot deeper in that six role in comparison to him being maybe a, a little bit further this time, further forward this time around. I don't know what Potter was thinking, and maybe you can maybe shed some light on this, Jake, what he was thinking by playing Enzo in the six. Obviously, he's capable of doing it, but that's not his strength. What do you, what do you, what, do you think it was lack of bodies available, maybe? Yeah, definitely, because obviously Loftus-Cheek came back this time, but I think last game, like, that, yeah, it's, it's just, it's still a case of Potter's got to figure out what's going on. I completely agree with you, I think. Enzo in a double pivot where he can move forward a little bit and still have that protection instead of being a single pivot, like uh, the forward, because then he can have like he can have a long range shot. Like we remember his goal against Mexico in the World Cup. Like yeah. the kid's got a ping, so we should be trying to encourage that. And he's got endeavour going forward. So I am, I I think we will pursue that. But it's it's like you said, like the partnership next to him because. Against Fulham, we had Conor Gallagher, who was very much still making that adjustment from an 8 to a 6, and yeah. it's not going brilliantly. I think he's played better of recent, but it's still it's a struggle, whereas you've got Loftus-Cheek, who is he is very much a 6 now. You can doubt the quality of him being a <laughs> 6, but he, like, it is, he can play that position and not be completely out of it. So, yeah, like it, it's exciting to see a man like... He's obviously got a massive price tag he has to try and meet. And if he like continues playing like that, and I'm not even necessarily counting the assist, but whether it's tackles in his own third, tracking yeah. back, and just that progressive passing. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think the major difference, because he's obviously replaced Jorginho for the most part, you'd consider, right? And he just moves the ball so much quicker and so much more directly than Jorginho yeah. would. Like Jorginho would settle for that sideways ball to Thiago Silva and make him build it forward, whereas Enzo will just take one touch and fling it around the side to Reese James, and we're off a lot quicker. So yeah. that that was definitely exciting. Um, Mudrick, I thought he, he shows a flash here and there, but I think he is still very much getting to grips with because they're saying like he hasn't played football since November, so that's fair enough. He's got to build up to that, and I think I. Against Liverpool, he could show it because he was against tired opposition. Against opposition that are fresh from the start, he is a little bit struggling to make that impact. Yeah. I thought Maduweke was, again, okay, but he was showing that lack of synergy as well. He had that nice like dribble inside and forced Fabianski to make the save. But, um, yeah, overall, like, like I say, I'm looking for improvement for performances. There was an improvement. It's not going to be an overnight. We're going to be looking amazing. So it's it's going to be drips and drabs, but I I was on the whole happy for the most part if you disclude Kukurea. Uh, well, we'll get into the VAR decision in a bit, but Ken, uh, I mean, as as you know, another team with Chelsea in that uh, mid-table scrap on paper, Chelsea have a better team than you. Would you would you agree? No. <laughs> Did you not oh, watch really? that debacle like two weeks ago? Did you not watch so that debacle me... two weeks ago? So we're we're both the same pay... trash. No, but I'm They're just saying. Player for, player for player. Player for player. You, you're equal. Nah, bro. Nah, All right. Bro. So Honestly, <laughs> before... hand on my heart, hand on my heart, I'll take right now. Reese James, Enzo Fernandez, and that's about it. That's it. That's it. They're not that much better than us, and I wouldn't even be surprised if we finish above them, and we're not that good. They're not that good either. You wouldn't take Thiago Silva, just for clarification. 
Oh yeah, right now. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take him as well. Cool. I, I was about to say, I'm <laughs> like, I, I can't, I can't disagree with you for the most part. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just sitting there like, like we're, we're the same shit. We're the same shit. <laughs> I completely agree. I completely agree. It's oh, it's it's scrapping down this end of the tent. Now the Enzo, the Enzo Fernandez signing has made me like so jealous because over at least before the World Cup, I was screaming to Drew about how good he was, and then at the World Cup, he's shown how good he was, and then now, yeah, he's such a top player, man. So jealous. Yeah, he was he was really good. Um, I want to wake up Tosin. Um. Just, you know, I know you did a lot of Eve on the weekends. Um, I'm glad to have you back with us. <laughs> if I show you the videos this Donnie was sending me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. No comment, man. <laughs> you need, I need my solicitor with me before I make any comments kind of thing. Um, you understand? Tosin. You need to go for the legal <laughs> proceedings, boy. <laughs> We obviously know you follow um, a few clubs on the sides um, alongside Arsenal. Um, I know the Bexley boys will get onto you about Spurs, but the Hammers is one of your teams that you you have like a keen following for. What's what's going on with them this season, man? Because it's in the West Ham that we used to see Bowen was doing a madness. They got um, is it Paqueta? He's he's <laughs> he's come from that Brazilian squad and he just looks big shit. Um, Antonio is dusted. Declan Rice is literally carrying that team on his back. W- what's happened to you to West Ham, man? Yeah, it's a gr- it's a great question, man. Um, it's really hard to say, bro. I'll be honest with you. Like, um, the the difference from them kind of like challenging for European places to them barely just being um, in the relegation zone, just above the relegation zone. I don't actually really know how to explain it because I would say for the most part they have majority same squad. They've obviously brought Skamaka in the summer which hasn't really worked. Paqueta obviously we know his qualities. Um, they've become a little bit reliant on him um, like when he kind of got injured but even him I don't think he's even kind of given West Ham like his best so it, it's, it's a tough one man but I think they still have the quality to kind of definitely finish in the top half and um, still go on a, like a good European run. So, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see how the season progresses. Yeah, definitely. We'll keep tabs on West Ham, man. Um, good squad there, but it's just not clicking for Moisey. Now, Jake, we might have kids listening, so please contain your anger when we um, start to discuss one of the vile but. Vaba, VAR incidents of the weekend, man. <laughs> like you, Thomas Suchek was basically a part-time keeper. Great Ow. save, man. Great save. <laughs> honestly, honestly, fan, like for an outfielder to just go and goal and perform like that, you don't you don't get to see that often, do you? Do you? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was it it was bad. Let let's be completely honest. But um, the one thing that really struck me, that really annoyed me, was. A couple of minutes before, West Ham had a potential winner in the net. So it was like one of those deep free kicks from the left, got played over, Rice wins the header, Kepa makes a great save and then Suchek bundles it in. You look at, then they see the offside still, and you can see very clearly, right, that Rice is offside. It's not really, like, from the naked eye you could see it. It's not a debate. Move on. And they spent a good, what, three minutes on that, like, judging it, and it's like, Okay, that's really strange, but at least they've come to the right decision. Then the Suchek one happens, and that got dismissed out of hand. And VAR checked it for 5-10 seconds went, nah, it's good. That was the part that really infuriated me. Like, especially at that time in the game, where both sides were really struggling. Like, there was not a one-shot on target in the second half, right? Like, it was a very scrappy game. But... To just spend so much time on what is seemingly an obvious decision and then a decision that could probably do with some discussion or at least a bit more analysis and like just take some time out of the game and you just go, no, it's completely off. And he moves his hand towards the ball. Like, just, yeah, utterly rubbish. And then I know you're going to get onto it later for the other VAR decisions, but um, the refereeing body apologised to... 
the other teams that suffered, but not Chelsea. So they obviously saw that as not a clearly, obviously wrong call, I, even after the fact, which again, you just sat there like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you seeing that we're not seeing? Like, what the yeah, hell? Exactly. So, um, yeah, like I've, I've tried to remain consistent that I don't really want to rely on refs to either win or lose. I don't want to be playing that blame game. Like, you can do enough. Like, we had the ball in the back of the net three times in the first half. Just twi- yeah. twice they were rightly oh. as well called offside. But it, yeah, you just saw, yeah, you just saw that they go, yeah. Great finish from Felix and one of those goals that are unfortunately off, offsides. Um, but yeah, I think that's one thing I, I will go on to say about Arsenal. You got to look at yourself and say, did we do enough in those ninety minutes to win the game? Um, the equaliser joke. You must be as angry as well with the VAR decision. That was poor defending collectively from Chelsea yeah that that one I'm a lot angrier angrier over because it's just a complete collective failure from the defense really like it's on the right wing and because they've got a wing back with Kufal Kukurea not nor Mudrik close them down and you're just sat there like one of you it doesn't matter who you could both go towards him but someone has to and they both just stare at him let him go and play in the cross you're like right that's your first failure Badi Shule, I think, has been fantastic since he came in, but he doesn't mark Bowen. Like, even um, Silva says, like, you can see Silva speak to him afterwards, like, you need to go towards him. Let's Bowen have an easy flick on. And then Reese, completely out of the defensive line, not doing his job, lets Emerson steam in at the far post and just tap it in. And considering from the game, West Ham did nothing else of note, really, I'd say, going forward for the most part. Like, that was just an incredibly cheap goal to concede. And that really stunted our momentum. Like, I think after that point, it just became such a scrappy game from both sides. Like, no one really wanted to take command, take any risks. And then when they did, it just didn't come off. There was no confidence there. So, um... Yeah, that I'm. I'm. I think I'm more angry at that than the VAR decision, to be honest, because there's three separate points in which that goal could have been defended properly, and all of them just let it go by, and then you can't break through afterwards. Which, if you if you don't concede then, and you make West Ham come out a little bit more, that could have been a real like momentum boost. We could have scored another one or two. Whereas, no, they were allowed to then sit in and make our life difficult once again. Are you worried that is, is is correct me if I'm wrong? The stat is since that winter window. Apologies, I think I said summer earlier. Um, you guys have yet to actually get a W. Are you concerned at the moment, Jake? Sorry, what was the stat, Manya? Wasn't it that since um, the window, the winter window, you've not be, you've not actually won a game since that winter window fin- closed? Oh no, I think well we've only had two. Two games, Fulham and. I mean, West don't get me wrong. Oh. Our, our overall form is horrific. Like it's two wins in twelve, something like that. Like, yeah. it's That's absolutely crazy. rubbish. Yeah, it's 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 horrible. Don't get me wrong, and I'm not I'm not defending it, but it's, it's like what I said last week that the season for us in Premier League was over quite a while ago. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. been no, knocked out of both domestic cups now. So, like you you sit there as a Chelsea fan and think, right? What is the absolute best case scenario for this year in the Premier League and that would be to get a top four right yeah but yeah. how many things realistically would have to go right for that to happen probably can I, can I actually oh, sorry okay. can I pause your question Prez 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 mm-hmm. said um, earlier he would have liked to have had like a free hit with no Europe like, yeah uh, I, was I was just coming to this yeah. exactly yeah. the same I was just coming to this <laughs> because a free hit would nice you man so well like if you, if you crashed out of like all European competitions no conference no Europa no Champions League and you had these set of boys giving them a pre-season and then just uh, a whole a whole season without Europe to just express themselves man I mean, why wouldn't you want that at this point in the season with, yeah. with top four so out of reach, you know? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think I, I touched on it briefly last week and I know it's counterintuitive because I, I agree with you. Like, logically speaking, the best thing for us long term is to almost go, right, yeah, let's 
Like, because between 8th and 10th, it doesn't matter where you finish. I think Kenan's in the exact same position as me. He would definitely agree, judging by his reaction. Um, yeah, so do, do I want to see us in the Europa League or the Conference League? No. I don't think I'll be disappointed to see us there. But I agree with you, like, long term it will just be... Because it was like the season we finished 10th and the Mourinho second go-around. Finished 10th, knocked out of Europe. What did we do? We got Conte in and walk the league that's obviously not going to happen yeah. this time because what you say don't win the league with kids but <laughs> that's probably like the the best way to like short-term jolt is like you say like we'll get a week between games every week especially for like younger players and a coach like potter he gets more and more time to bed in his principles so to speak um yeah. I, th- I think the only reason i wouldn't want that is and this depends on the summer business we do. It's just because obviously we've got what a thirty-one man squad at the minute, right? And it's horrendous. And there's obviously going to be some people that need to be cleared out. But if we struggle to get as many people cleared out as we want to, Europe might also might almost be a good thing in the sense that okay, well, there's a natural way to get people game time there, and you yeah. can rotate that a little bit more because you have got that bigger squad. But yeah, overall, I think if we finish eighth, I'm not or even tenth. I'm not going to be sat there crying. It's like, right, okay, you really just need to go for it next season. But for now, I'm not really too concerned about results. I'm just more saying, right, can I see a tangible improvement week Mm. on week with this squad? If I can't, then I'm worried for Potter. If I can, it's like, I don't care if we draw every game for the, until the end of the season, as long as I can look at that Chelsea squad and go, well, yeah, you have improved. Like you are getting better. That would at least make me a lot more hopeful for next year. Yeah. So, your next game is obviously the return of the Champions League away to Dortmund. How are you feeling coming towards oh, that game? Oh, I am, I am not looking forward to that. Um, Dortmund have not lost, they've not even drawn a game since they've come back from the World Cup. They've won every single game in the league. Um, they are looking like an absolute powerhouse. To go to the yellow wall, that is, that's going to be a tough challenge. Especially, like, you think of um, Baddy Shule's not in the Champions League squad, so it's probably going to be Shalaba or, God forbid, Koulibaly, that pl- partner, Thiago Silva. How far um, off is Fofana? It's one of those weird things, like, he should have already been back. He is now training with the team, but I think it'd be very surprising to see him thrown, in back, see him thrown straight back in like that. I think they'll try and nurse him back in. Yeah. So. I I think we'll keep it close because I think the one thing you can say about Chelsea is that they've been able to at least be like defensively relatively solid. I think we've got the fourth best defense in the league, so I don't think we'll get run out of Dortmund. Like maybe some like a one nil to them or maybe like a one all. Um, I don't think it's going to be an absolute powerhouse, but the way Dortmund are playing, considering the way we are playing and the relative youth of our squad, I and that's another thing. Does Potter maybe? pick players like Ziyech over Madueke or something like that to try and bring a bit more experience into this European away day or go right well let's give these younger players this experience let's keep trying to get them gel and see how they react to this environment together sort of thing like throw them to the fire from deep end pool whichever cliche you want to go ah uh, man well we'll see comment for the Champions League man um, be interesting um, hopefully Arsenal will be back in that competition next year. And sticking on Arsenal, my brother Tosin, man. Ah, I ain't used to this bro. feeling of dropping points, bro. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe I've enjoyed winning yeah, so nice, much. Man. This like, makes me yeah. sick, man. This makes me <laughs> sick. Um, I got a call from the W Hotel saying, am I well? Because they've not seen me there for a minute. But... I said to them, hopefully we'll be back bounce, in. bro. It bounced. <laughs> Two weeks um, in a row, boy. It's just not good. But, hey, you know what? Everyone's been saying Arsenal will finally, you know, start falling apart. I hope you're all happy now, isn't it? It's, 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 it might be happening. Who knows? Um, our next game isn't going to get any easier. But let's let's get to the Brentford game, Tosin. Um, one old draw. Yo. I mean... <sighs> When I look, okay. When I when I deep it, we could have we could have nicked the three points because unless you agree or disagree, I don't think we were, we were the better team. And I think that's what's frustrating about that result um, compared to Everton. We didn't do enough against Everton. Everton weren't great, but Brentford 
PAMDOS. So to actually leave with a point is actually lucky. Maybe we're playing with fire too much. I don't know. What what are your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I totally agree, man. Um, obviously, when uh, I didn't watch the game, obviously, but when I found out that we drew, naturally I was livid because we uh, dropped points against Everton. I was hoping we'd bounce back quick, but I've got to give credit to um, Brentford, man, because I actually found out that they're actually unbeaten since October, um, haven't lost in like 10 games. Obviously, we know just before the World Cup, they beat City away. Um, so with that, in context and with regards to how they're playing, considering the way they started the season, like you have to kind of give them respect. Like they've lost less games than Chelsea, lost less games than uh, Tottenham, Liverpool, same amount of games they've lost to City. So like, I guess if I'm looking at it with a clear head, like it's a decent result because the way they played in that first half, like the game could have been out of sight, man. So um, slightly concerning, obviously, because this is the first time this season where we've, gone back to back without winning a game so obviously it's been quite foreign for me to see but one thing I just kind of hope Arteta tells the boys is not to panic because I feel as if Wednesday is obviously a big game we understand but we've built up a lot of goodwill a lot of good habits this season with a lot of good performances and a lot of good wins so whatever happens on Wednesday it's still only three points win or lose or draw so um, that's my main takeaway really like from that game and looking ahead I think um, one thing that you, you said there, which is quite important, is the fact that what's different with Arsenal this year is that we are still playing good quality football, um, whereas last year we were struggling to get performances. I mean, we didn't play great against Everton, but we showed glimpses. We didn't play great against Brighton, uh, Brentford, but we again, we showed some glimpses to perform. Like, brother, you know what's crazy, Monu? Like, we got... 16 wins, two draws, one loss from our first 19 games, 50 points. If we were to replicate that in the second half of the season, that would be a 100-point season. And everybody's talking about this is going to be one of those seasons where the winner probably will get maybe like a high 80s, early 90s, I don't know. So that technically means that there is definitely going to be a drop-off from us, like just by... Um, I guess the law of averages you know so I think that's something we have to bear in mind it's, it's not great the last few results haven't been great but um, let's just win the games that are in front of us you know and see what happens yeah um, let's quickly touch on that next upcoming game um, big big game against Man City uh, obviously they've won massive against against Aston Villa three points behind yeah we, we talk about games in hand but as you once a while, long time ago, especially leading up to the um, end of last season, you said games in hand don't mean points on the board, and, that, and that's and that's facts. That's pure facts. Facts, man. What are we saying? We for me, we can't leave uh, defeat. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I don't think a draw is a bad result in this game um, because they don't gain on us. It might be a good result for United, who will probably be kind of be licking their lips at the prospect of. Arsenal dropping points again but realistically we have that game in hand on them we obviously do have a gap still so we just have to not lose man and I'm just hoping for a much better performance um, really good home performance against Tottenham really good home performance against Liverpool really good home performance against United so if I'm honest I feel as if we've played low-key better against the quote-unquote bigger teams at home so I'm hoping for more of the same man um, Arteta knows City Pep knows Arteta so, hey man, we'll see what happens. Just, on, just a, yeah, just a question for both you, uh, Arsenal lads. So, if we look at sort of your your run into the end of the season last season and how uh, your your dip in form sort of cost you um, in the in the sort of final stretch for top four, do you have um, any concerns with that? Uh, you know, being in more more well, you're in Europe. Um, and obviously you have a lean squad and, you know, to win a, to win a league is, of course, it, it takes a, a certain level of both mental and physical, um, perseverance. Do you have in the back of your minds at all, like that sort of, well, not capitulation, but the, the, the significant dip that you had in form last season? Do you, do you have that in the back of your mind going into the, 
to the running uh, towards the end of this season because I think it was sort of around mid-March time that you guys' form started to change because up to that point, you, you looked pretty much on course for that top four spot. Monu, do you want to take this one? Yeah, yeah, I'll quickly take it. Thanks, Thomas. I think for me, Prez, is when you look at... <laughs> and, I, and I can literally see them in my eyes right now, the three <laughs> games. I think it was Southampton, <laughs> Palace and Brighton in whatever order. Yeah. Yep. We played horrid football. And, and, I, and I think that's also going to be the difference this time round, that we have a better playing football squad this year. We've got better options coming off the bench. I mean, you see Trossard, I'm so happy for him to get his first goal. It's such a shame that it couldn't have been the winning goal. Um, I'm, I'm not worried in the sense of this could start our downfall. But don't get me wrong, a defeat against Man City will be damaging. Early kickoff to Aston Villa. <laughs> this, like yeah. I said earlier, everyone's been calling for it. We heard that um, if, we, if we go back when we were top at the start of the season, oh, it's only the first games. Then we had that October stretch of nine games. Then we had, oh, um, it's going to be the World Cup. Then we had, it's going to be Gabby Jesus. Then we had, it's going to be return of the World Cup. And we've been able to, you know, answer all those questions. Yeah. And now eventually someone's picked us out that we probably weren't expecting. So, uh, nah. And coming into Europe, I think you made, you made the point um, about coming back. Sorry, Tos. Um, okay. You said the point about coming back into Europe. For me, I wanted us to be in a good position. Okay, we're, we're top, right? I would like to us to be back at that eight points gap coming into Europe. It's not looking mm. likely right now. Yeah. Um, however, if we win our, against Man City and we win our game in hand, it is. So we've got a couple of games to sort ourselves out, to be in a good position to handle Europe and, um, and, and, and the Prem. So... Yeah, man, I would say this is the real... Everyone's been asking, everyone, everyone's been saying this is the first test for Arsenal. I believe that this right now is the first big test for Arsenal. Mm. And then obviously Morning, you've got... Just, just you've, on that... Go on, Kens. No, sorry, I was just going to say, this is the big, big first test, but as I obviously have experienced it the last whatever, three, four seasons, this is when City start cooking. Like, this is the period of when Pep goes, yeah, let me go into third, fourth, fifth gear. And for however good you are, bro, like, they'll they'll just get the results you need. So, you guys, man, just be ready for a fight. And all you can do is try and win your games and then pray to God that man don't, don't do the job. Yeah, we'll see. Tosin, did you want to say anything to Prez's comments? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, if I'm completely honest, and someone made a good point on Twitter the other day, um, yeah, while we are top of the league, is like bringing Trossard in and like a Polish centre back in to try and bolster the squad to win a league is is that enough? Uh, I think most people would say no. So there's definitely that air and feeling among, amongst the fan, fan base that we're going to have to really um, ride hard on our main first 11 obviously Jesus is currently missing he's going to be kind of a massive piece um, when he kind of comes back but it's it's going to be a dogfight it's going to be a scrap like if we want any chance to be at the top of the league come May we're literally going to have to be near perfect man so mm-hmm. it's with with that with Europe in mind it's going to be very difficult uh, to be honest uh, yeah man but We'll see. Big game for Wednesday on Wednesday for Arsenal. Um, we'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, you know, United winning, City winning was obviously hurting. But <laughs> <laughs> you can also rely on Spurs to, you know, help your weekend, boy. Oh, my <laughs> God. I think prior, <laughs> prior to the game, I saw one guy... His name is at X Duo Max. He said, yes or no answers only. Are Tottenham potentially in the title race if we beat Leicester on Saturday? <laughs> and my boy Tosin, <laughs> exactly, Jake. My boy Tosin said, oh, what? They moved April Fool's to February this year. That was a <laughs> wild, wild tweet. And, um, and it's just spursy of him to say that. And then to get absolutely 
battered by Leicester. Like, oh, I saw some of the defending from Eric Dyer. Spurs think, uh, defensively are just absolutely criminal, man. It, 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 it was it's just, bad. It was horrible to watch. Um, unfortunately, Calvin can't join us. I wouldn't blame him after this weekend. Um, to obviously talk about that performance, but Kenna, man, <laughs> you you said this about Conte, bro. What one for Spurs, man? Because 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 it's not like Leicester are high flying. I know they're turning around their form, but four one, bro. <laughs> that is a. Yeah, just man. just for context bro yo just for context Spurs have conceded seven goals more than Liverpool do you know how bad we are and they've conceded more goals than us nah they're, they're a terrible side man and I always call it the, the Conte effect it's 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 fake man I, I'm not a massive Conte fan anyway but I'm I'm less of a, a Spurs as a team fan of where the, the players are bottlers just across the board from start to finish and to add Conte's almost relentless style of winning to a team of failures, it's it was never going to work man. It, it'll be gone in the summer and then they'll go through another project of trying to build and then it'll be another three years and then Kane's retired and then it's, it's a vicious cycle bro, it's, it is what it is, it's Spurs. But even with eight losses in the league right? eight losses they're still within touch and distance of top four as it stands it's just baffling man because they get these they get these results here that you think okay yes they've they've had a good result here and they're going to consolidate it with another good win and then they get battered 4-1 by Leicester and you're just like okay wow and there's there's, yeah there's there's no middle exactly because I'm looking at it now there's only three teams with the fewest draws and Spurs are one of them so it's either like they either win or they lose Yep. Um, they've, they've only drawn three times they've actually won but that's how they got top us. four last season do you, do you remember last season because I think that's how yeah. they basically nicked top four from you man of where they either won or lost and they literally won one more game than you man to get them across the line nah they're, they're, we're actually tied in, in wins in, in wins it was the draws isn't it yeah. it was the draws we actually drew three times and then they only drew five times so like we were actually Ah, anyways, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> we drew, we lost more. It's a, it was those three games, effectively, and then obviously losing to Spurs. So, yeah, man. But what, what do you think they'll achieve this season then? So far, well, there's, there's the, the, I think most Spurs fans would say they they obviously won a trophy, as you rightly said. They're still within a sniff of top four. Be it they've they've played more games than anyone else. Brighton could actually overtake them because Brighton have played two games less. They yeah. can overtake Tottenham, and um, it's the fact they've just played more games. So because of what we said earlier, Ken, or you even said it yourself, this ain't a season where people are going to be getting ninety whatever points to win. It, it, it's, it's a madness. So they've still got a sniff, but I think I don't know if Calvin or Max if they'll disagree that Spurs would rather win. That, that FA Cup, if they can, then get top four. I, I think. Well, I would say they might. They, I'm not sure, man. they might. They might say top four. you got deep it, like you. You got deep it, like long term for them. With obviously building a new stadium. In reality, they'll lose Conte, so they'll get a new manager. With a new manager to attract the players he wants, they need Champions League football. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's it's deep, man. It's deep. Sorry to get sidetracked, but I'm still looking at the table here, yeah? Newcastle have eleven draws. Yeah, they 11. just don't they just don't lose, bro. It's just they've, ugh. they've, got, they've got more draws than wins and they're in the man, top four. Man. Make it, you, make you, you, just, you just have to think that's that's that is gonna run out eventually. They're gonna need to start yeah. turning those into wins quick. They got lucky. What game was it against oh, Fulham? They've drawn half of their games. Bro. Bro. They've half of their games. Yeah, boy. It's actually mad when you deep it. But they're somehow in the top four. So you could definitely say that Spurs are in a sniff for that fourth sport. Anything higher might be a bit of a reach. Um, you can definitely put the equation there for Brighton if they do job. But um, it's a big week for Spurs as well because they're back in the champs. They go away to AC Milan. Again, it's a shame Calvin's not here because I want to know how he feels. 
they've been hit with a big blow. Um, I don't know if you boys have seen, Bento Core has effectively been ruled out for the season, I believe. Ah, uh, that is long. That is long. long. Yikes. Um, I'm hearing it was his ACL. I, I, I'm uh, not sure. Damn. I can't. I can't. Uh, yeah, it, it is. And Basuma's out as well. So damn. there's literally Hoiberg and Skip. Or is it is it Pepe Ma? There was, no, Saar. Is that right? Saar, yeah, yeah, yeah Saar. Yeah. Oh, they're cooked, yeah. man. Yeah, it's peak. Good. Lol. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, Jake, what do you mean you're gutted, bro? <laughs> oh, more misery to that Spurs, man. FC, um, things are changing FC, man. But we'll see. Like, like I said, they've still got a sniff in there. Um, but yeah, this, this injury of to Court, I think... Yeah, he's been very key to them this season. I think we all know the quality he brings. Yeah. Um, Son, missing. He's got a hat-trick in the FA Cup, I think. But, like, he, he what's, what's happened to him as well, man? Like, that, that, that's another mystery. Um, man. It'll be interesting to see, man. Like I said, they made my weekend a little bit better by losing um, small victories I've seen. Ah. <sighs> Last but not least, man, welcome back, Keller Kens. Um, Liverpool have not been in action this weekend because they are the Monday night game against Sean Dykes, Liverpool. You're, you're at home, um, Sean Everton. Dykes, Everton, sorry. Yeah. You're at home, aren't you, Kenna? Or... Yeah, that's the only positive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You're, you're sounding girl. <laughs> Bro, it's so bad at the minute. Like, literally so bad. The only positive is we're, we're decent at home. Anytime we go away from home, it's terrible, man. That should be a good game, man, regardless of what happens. Obviously, Everton have come back from beating Arsenal. They've had a longer break than everyone else. Sean Dutch hasn't been able to get to know his players a bit more. And what? When's the last time Everton even won at Anfield? It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a, it's been a long minute. Yeah, but we'll probably get done, man. I'm ready for it. Ken's, Ken's, since, because it's been Drew taking, obviously, a lot of the... Hits, boy. A lot of the hits, a lot of the questions. He's had his rants on pod over the past few weeks, but we haven't obviously heard from you on the airwaves in a little while. So do you want to give your, like, synopsis of Liverpool's season so far and where, where you think things can turn around? It's similar to Drew last week, man, of where, like, obviously, I'm not the most massive of Klopp fan. I was even ready to get out of the banner. But exactly what he said last week. Klopp has tried everything, man. He's literally tried everything to to change it around. But these set of players have severely down to, like, almost to a man. And it's almost, like, do you know our fan base are begging for Nat Phillips to start now? Like, I... He's probably our best centre back at the minute. That's that's what we're crying for at the minute. It's yeah. I, I don't even know. Like I know loads of people play the the easy cop out card of midfield is the issue. Blah blah blah. It's not to me. It's not, and it hasn't been for even at the beginning of the season. At the beginning of the season, I was always screaming about our, our centre backs or our defence not being able to defend. We cannot defend for our lives. And I've seen a stat come out this week of where we've conceded in the first five minutes of a game a quarter of the games this season. In the wow. first five minutes. That's got nothing to do about midfield. It's us, Our centre-backs are just daft at the minute. So we've got Madrid in two weeks of where that's literally, if, once we go out of that, the season's over. Same, same as Jake. I'd rather we finish 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. I, I don't care rather than finishing in Europa than um, conference because wait, we wait, can wait, then wait, build wait. on next season. You, you, you're saying you don't think you're going to beat Madrid? Brother, we haven't beaten Madrid since 2000 and I think so, it was 2012. What's all this talk about bring your, bring your medals in May? <laughs> Bro, because people are going to be in the same position as us with no medals. Oh, That's what I'm asking yeah. people. Bring your medals because we'll have none, and Newman will have none as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you, do you Ken's, but on that on that top point, obviously Chelsea has done a magazine in the the winter market, right? So, 
you know, even if they miss out on Champions League, in terms of attracting who they need to attract, is likely them not being in Champions League isn't going to impact that, given, you know, who the players that they're trying to target and their profiles. But with Liverpool crashing out completely, finishing 10th, 11th, 12th. Does it matter to us? In 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 the sense that you you still be able to attract the players you want, right? Yeah, because historically, look at it. How many like it's quite evident we don't rarely go for the top players anyway. Because if you look at it, even under Klopp, seven years, what Thiago, maybe Allison, arguably everyone else was, I'd say, not in the top tier of players in their position at the time. They were promising mm. at best. So mm. if, even if you look at it like Gavadio, that's someone who I'd want in. Us in Champions League and outside of Champions League, I think is exactly the same. Uh, Jude's probably the one where you think, yeah, it's peak, especially because if Madrid are after him, that's the peakest one. But I think outside of that, we should be able to, in reality, get who we want. But the, the, the worst part of this is how it affects the budget, man of yeah. Champions League football is going to probably smash us more more so than, you know, to be able to attract players. Because whatever people think about, we're Liverpool football club, man. We're the most successful English side on the land. So that has its own aura in itself. But if we've got no Champions League football and we already rarely spend a lot on players, yeah, we're, we're cooked, man. We're cooked. Like, 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 like Mason yeah, like like Prez's boy ATH oh, once said, errors come to an end, boy. So yeah, all this, this <laughs> these ones are hanging on, man. They don't believe. Bro, they don't believe. It's, it's, they don't, don't believe get, it's over yet. But you don't get extra points what, for what being the mean? most successful. No, no, expert. No, 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 no. Now it does matter. It does matter because even if you look at it, Prez, you can hang on heart as well. Do you remember what happened with Sadio Mane? Mm-hmm. chose us because we still have that Liverpool aura Van Dijk chose us over City City I think Pep at that time had three league titles like we still have that aura and whatever you think about it Klopp is still a top three manager in the world right now so mm-hmm. we'll still attract top players we'll still probably go for the same type of players we go for now who aren't in that upper echelon league of where you're telling me for example um Press. Declan Rice, I'm not a fan of Declan Rice. You think yeah. Declan Rice won't come to us? Do you know what I'm trying to say? That that yeah. calibre just below the top league will still be able to attract... But you have to open your checkbooks, man. And do you man have that? That's the peakest part. That's what I'm trying to say. That's, that is genuinely the peakest part because to fix our issue now, we need two new centre-backs, at least two new centre-midfielders at a minimum. At a minimum. And the, the, the quality that we need to come in, for example, just to get in, let's say... Rice and who else do I want? Jude. That's 150, 160 million. Then to get Gavadiol, I think he was like being quoted at 70. 70 plus, yep. You're already 200 plus on three players. Yeah. It's peak. It's peak. But is Declan Rice choosing Liverpool over what? Chelsea or Arsenal? Good question. Bro, that that's a good question. I, I, I wouldn't want him anyway. That's it was just like an example. <laughs> but that's fine. I don't like it. Like, like, and you know that. No 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 but Prez knows it. Prez knows it. I, I'm not a fan of Rice. But in that context, if you're looking at um Munu, to be honest, even Rice is probably choosing Chelsea over you, man. He's a Chelsea boy. He's choosing them over you. But man. hypothetically yeah, speaking, I think hypothetically speaking, like players within that market like you say in that you know just below the the you know the upper echelon are they choosing the likes of Liverpool over a Chelsea or Arsenal at this time even if you don't like Rice which is fair I think so I think so you think, think okay so. fair fair not Rice specifically Rice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So. but in that in that, wi- in that rice well. bracket I think so if you look at it for example uh, James Madison the perfect one for me James Madison, if we all three of us go for him, I'd fancy us. Let's say even, even if we finish outside of whatever, top four, top six, top seven, which Chelsea will be in the same banding as us, right? So that's us and Chelsea in one banding. Let's say Arsenal finish second. I, I would expect him to sign for us. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, absolutely. He's Mr. Inconsistent, man. So you man can take him, man. We need, we need ball players, but we Bro, I, I'll take your, your little jabs. Your little jabs. <laughs> Get them in whilst you can, man. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. 
Good to have you years. back, Ken's man. Get him in, man. <laughs> Get him in, bro. Right. These men have been waiting for years, bro. Fam, years. Have your dinner. Have your dinner, bro. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Barman's looking at me. Barman's looking at me. He wants to shut the, 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 the bar boys. So, any shots before we go home, man? Yeah, one for me quickly. Uh, just oh, for my boy Casemiro. Uh, a glaring, glaring absence in the midfield uh, for us over the last two games. Um, and we just need him back ASAP. Obviously, he'll be present for the Barcelona game. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just been hell without him. So can't wait to see him back uh, kicking ball in the Premier League, man. Shout out, Casemiro. I've got one young shot. Um, and this is for the Arsenal team ahead of Wednesday. Um, we've entered some sort of dip. Um, but I know we've got quality boys, we've got a big game against City, so yeah man, um, tough times don't last man, only tough people last, let's get it Gooners. It's been a pleasure, like I said, first episode since the Vapa in the flesh, please, please keep watching, giving us feedback, um, as always, make sure you're following the socials, uh, Fantasy is back and running, so if you're about it, and you want to win that shirt, make sure you're following us on the socials. Make sure you're even watching the YouTube as well, man. We want to see how about you are. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. 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 In a bit, man. Hey, hi.